0: Man, may we follow the one who reveals himself to us. He has a miracle for us, a revealing of himself to let us see who he is. It was great to be here with you. Happy Easter. And not even close. Happy Easter. Happy Easter. All right, man, this is a huge celebration. Jesus Christ, he is risen from the dead. He is alive. Everybody just say, he's alive. Man, he is alive. He is our hope. He is the reason for us to have hope in the here and now and forever. May Jesus Christ get all the glory. And all of God's people said, amen, Amen, man. We are launching a new sermon series today. It's called Follow Him. Follow Him. And we're talking about what it means and what it looks like over these next few weeks. We're going to learn to be able to give our lives to him, to follow him in whatever facet that might be. To be able to learn from the disciples as they walked along with Christ. What was their understanding of following? So we're going to be walking through this, and we're going to be learning much of our Savior and making much of Him. May God get all the glory, all right? So do me a favor, turn with me, if you will, to John chapter 21, and we're going to get it started today as we pick it up here. John 21, learning the disciples and what it meant to them to follow. Now, as you guys are turning there, just to get it started, to make sure we understand the lay of the land as we're picking up this passage, all right? John 21 is the disciples, and uh, the disciples have gone through a ton in the prior couple weeks. Uh, In fact, they were with Jesus as he began to come down the Mount of Olives. There was this massive celebration going on. Jesus was riding on a colt. People were crying out, Hosanna! Hosanna! Blessed be the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna. They were like crying out and celebrating for Jesus Christ as King of Kings. The disciples walking along with them were like, Dude, this is awesome. This is amazing. Jesus Christ, he is going to be Messiah. He's going to turn it upside down, man. It's happening. He is going to right things that were wronged. He is going to reign forever. They were absolutely certain of Jesus as king of kings and lord of lords. And then just a few days later, they were devastated as the people that were crying out, Hosanna, all of a sudden are crying out, crucify him, crucify him, take his life. Let him be the one that goes to the cross. As they grabbed Jesus, as they whipped him, and beat him, and mocked him, as they spent time just trashing his name, as they then nailed him to a cross, the nails going through his flesh, and his blood dripping down. Jesus, the perfect God of the universe, man, he knew the purpose. He was dying for my sin. He was dying for your sin, that we might be forgiven. That we might be covered. But the disciples didn't get it. And as they saw Jesus going to the cross. As they saw him dying. They're like. That was not the plan I had. I thought he was going to turn it upside down. Jesus breathed his last saying. Father forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. As he breathed out his last. The disciples devastated. Then they went away silent processing over those next couple days, trying to figure out which way was up and what had even happened. And all of a sudden they get a knock on the door and somebody's saying to them, I'm telling you, the tomb is empty. Jesus is alive. He's risen. I even talked with them. The ladies giving testimony. You got to check it out. They're running over to the tomb. They're, they're finding it empty like they said. And all of a sudden Jesus is in their presence And Jesus is revealing himself, risen from the dead with power, with authority. Jesus is alive. And the disciples were shocked in it all as they laughed, as they wept, as they celebrated. And then Jesus said, why don't you guys head back up onto Galilee to home? They were down in Jerusalem for the Passover feast. He's like, why don't you go back home? I will meet you along the Sea of Galilee in a little bit. And so they packed up and they went on their journey. It's about a 50, 60 mile hike back up to the Sea of Galilee where they were at. And as they hung out there, they waited and they waited and they waited. And that's where we pick the passage up. John chapter 21, as we jump in on follow him. Man, the first point here, follow the living God who reveals himself to us. Follow the living God who reveals himself to us. Jesus Christ, he reveals with all authority. Scripture starts out after this. After all that stuff I just told you. After the the crying out, Hosanna. After the crying out, crucify him. After the devastation. After the hearing of him alive. After seeing him. After now waiting and waiting and waiting. After this, Jesus revealed himself again to the disciples by the Sea of Tiberias. And he revealed himself in this way. The Sea of Tiberias, that's another name for the Sea of Galilee. And Jesus went to reveal himself to them just as he had promised. So this is how it came down. Simon Peter and Thomas called the twin, or Didymus in the Greek there. Simon Thomas called the twin, Nathanael of Cana in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two others of his disciples were together. That's seven disciples. And then we know Judas had also betrayed. He was out. He was gone. So this is a lot of the disciples that have rallied together. And these seven have gathered together. Simon Peter said to them, I'm going fishing. I'm just going to take a break. I'm going to go back and do what I know. I'm going to go back to what I love. I, his job had been fishing. He was a fisherman, and he brought in the fish for a living. It was relaxing, and it was at least getting him back to something he knew, something he loved, and something that gave him some sense of purpose in the moment. Simon, he was the brash guy. He was the one who would run after it. He's like, I, I'm just going out. Notice what he did not say. Simon did not say, hey, what do you guys want to do? Like, what are your thoughts on all this? How could we kind of stay together on this? He's like, I'm leaving. I'm going fishing. And take a look at what the rest of them said right after it. So they said to him, we'll go with you. We'll go with you. I think you have to say that with a little bit of wine. They were like, dude, relax, bro. We'll go with you. We're coming. And uh, as they got together, they went after it. It says they went out and they got into the boat. But that night they caught nothing if you're a fisherman or a hunter and you've gone through that moment where you're trying to just get away you're trying to just get a break you're just getting away to relax doing the thing you love to do and you go out and you're out there all night into the early morning hours it's freezing you're wet and you caught nothing dude that is not a fun time These guys get to the end of a hard night and they're like, this has been a horrible couple weeks. This has not gone the way we wanted and this didn't even go the way we wanted. We know how to fish. I mean, these guys knew the lay of the land. They knew what was going on with the Sea of Galilee. They knew all the tricks of the trade. They knew right where to go to be able to cast that net out and to be able to pull them in. When the moon was just a certain, then you cast over here. When the wind was blowing a certain way, then you go over to the shallower, to the deeper ends, and he was moving them around. They knew all of the tricks. Nothing. Nothing to show for their efforts, and there was frustration, and there was exhaustion, and there was hunger as they got to the end of that night. It says, Just as day was breaking, Jesus stood on the shore, yet the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. We're gonna see a little bit later, it says that it was a hundred yards off the shore. Jesus is on the shore, they're a hundred yards out, so they're about a football field away. And it's just as day was breaking. Have you ever been up in the early morning? Maybe you went out hunting. You're sitting out there. And just as the sunlight is just coming up, as it just starts to break, you can kind of make out a little bit. You you can see sort of trees and whatever. And you can't quite tell if something's over there or not. And it's in that time of the day. So they're sort of in that early morning. You could kind of, maybe there's somebody standing on the shore. I don't know. Maybe my eyes are just playing tricks on me no, there's definitely somebody there, right, as the sun's coming up. But they couldn't tell it was Jesus. Far away, low light. They didn't know what was going on. Jesus was just standing on the edge of the shore. And Jesus said to them, children, do you have any fish? Or maybe from 100 yards, he said, children, do you have any fish? Now, let's be honest. In America, we as adults don't take kindly to somebody calling us a child, right? If we're out there and they're like, children, you're like, hey, I'm not a kid. I know what's going on. What's he doing? Now, it's a little different culture for them though. When he said children, this was a term of endearment. It was a term of family. It said that he was caring for them. He's like, family, you who matter to me, as he's crying it out to them. Children, he said, did you catch any fish? Do you have any And uh, you can imagine these guys that are out there, they're like pulling the nets in, they're trying to struggle to get these wet, soaking, empty nets in, and they're about ready to call it. You can barely see that it is a guy, and then he calls out, children, did you catch anything? And you're like, you're pulling it in. And uh, have you ever had one of those moments where you've been hunting all day or fishing all day, and then you go to the restaurant afterwards, and the first thing the waitress says to you is, did you catch anything? And your answer is, no, right? A little bit of tone. You're like, no. You can imagine where these guys are at. They're pulling it up on this guy's 100 yards away. Did you catch anything? No. Like, they just shout one word back. Take a look at their answer. And they they answered him, no. That's all they had for him. This wasn't a wordy moment. This wasn't them going off on anything, just one word. No, it's not working out. So Jesus says to them, cast the net on the right side of the boat, and you will find some. Cast it on the right side. You'll find some. Can you imagine? Now, this is your living, man. You do this for a living. You know all the hot spots. You've thrown the net everywhere. You've tried all things. You're sitting here on the boat. You've thrown it this way. And he's like, try the right side. Come on, man. Are you serious? What's this guy doing? And then, you know, somebody was like, well, he did call us children. Maybe there's a little bit of authority there. I'm sure there was somebody that went, dude, what's it going to hurt? We've caught nothing all day. Just throw it. And so everybody goes to the right side. Like throw it over five feet over to the right side of the boat. And as they drop it in, it says, so they cast it in. And now they were not even able to haul it in because of the quantity a fish. Can you imagine? They've tossed it in. They let the net sink a little. They start to pull it back. And all of a sudden, it's stuck. Stuck on something, man. Pull harder. Parts start to pull. And all of a sudden, as they're pulling it up, fish start flopping all over the place. There's water going everywhere as they're pulling it in. Like, Keep pulling, man. They start laughing. Can you believe this? Look at all this fish, man. This is crazy. And, and, uh, This huge moment that doesn't happen. These hundreds of fish, the heavy load in the net, they've been fishing everywhere. They know the space. And then this guy calls out, try five feet over. It'll make all the difference. And you just got to grasp this, man. This was a miracle moment. And the fishermen who have fished all over the place, they recognize it. It's a miracle. Everybody just say "Miracle." miracle. Dude, this is a miracle moment. As they're called to just try five feet over, and then Jesus, who's in control of the universe, moves all the fish in the Sea of Galilee in that area to just fill the nets. And as the nets get filled and they're pulling it in, Peter, standing in the middle of it, like, let's go fishing, right? Now you got all these fish. He's like, whoa, check it out. This is crazy. Who is that guy who would know all that? And then John hits him and says, dude, it's the Lord. Take a look at it. It says, that disciple whom Jesus loved, therefore, said to Peter, it's the Lord. John's the disciple whom Jesus loved. John's the one who wrote this book. He decided not to put his name in, right? So he's like, you know, the guy that Jesus loved, right? That guy, he like hits Peter and he's like, dude, it's the Lord. He recognizes it right away. Come on, this is Jesus. Take a look. All of a sudden, Peter, who's pulling in the middle of it, he's like, come on, pull it up. It is, you're right, the miracle, the authority, the power, the presence, the... It says, when Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on his outer garment, because when you go fishing, you take off that outer garment in order to keep it dry, and you've got kind of these old-fashioned shorts on that you go after as you're fishing, and so he puts on his outer garment now. It says, he put on his outer garment, for he was stripped for work, and then he threw himself into the sea. The other disciples came in the boat, dragging the net full of fish. Remember, it was Peter's idea to go fishing, right? And as they land all the fish, he's like, see ya! Jumps in the water. He's like running in the water when his feet will touch. He's swimming when his feet won't touch. He's like, I've got to get to Jesus. Meanwhile, the disciples "Hmm," are trying to bring it in themselves, They've drugged this thing up next to the boat and there's people trying to row it in and the disciples are doing the heavy labor of bringing it in to the shore. It says that they brought it in. The other disciples came in the boat dragging the net full of fish. They were not far off from land, about a hundred yards off, right? So they had to row this in about a hundred yards, dragging these hundreds of pounds of fish in order to get it to the side. Meanwhile, Peter's getting on ahead to run to Jesus. Man, get this. Jesus reveals his authority in our lives. He comes and meets us right where we are. In the middle of our devastation, in the middle of our heartache, in the middle of whatever struggle is going on, he comes into that moment and he has a miracle for us, a revealing of himself to let us see who he is. Peter was able to see who he was. Peter was bringing it as he now runs to him, following after Jesus, coming to him with all he's got. Imagine what that scene must have looked like. As Jesus is standing on the shore in the placid water out in front of the Sea of Galilee with the boat 100 yards out and some dude kind of running in the water trying to get to him. Take a look at this pic. So this is a photo, when we get it up there, this is a photo uh, of the Sea of Galilee. Uh, this is pretty much right where Jesus was standing when he called off the shore to the guys 100 yards out. This place is called the Primacy of Peter. This was uh, a couple years back when John and I were in Israel. Uh, this was one of our most emotional moments right here at this spot. This was a huge spot. This is a moment where Jesus reveals himself to the disciples and he calls them to him and he cares for them and gives to them. This is a moment that really is a representation of Jesus saying, I love you and I'm here with you, whatever you're going through. Man, we were able to get down onto this beach. I took this photo shot right as the sun was splashing down through. I love this shot. As we're just, uh, we're enamored with the moment. By the way, see the other side of the Sea of Galilee? Like the Sea of Galilee is not big, right? That's the other side of it right there. And, And you can imagine Jesus down on those stones as he's crying out to the guys to come on in. And here's the magic behind what's going on with the fish. And as he meets with them, their lives are rocked right here. Man, I was able to just take a moment on that beachfront as the waves are rolling in, just the soft, whoosh, whoosh. just take a moment with my hands raised in the air to say, Lord God, I worship you, the God who comes to meet us where we are and calls us to you. I praise your name. Man, may we follow the one who reveals himself to us. And all of God's people said, Huge deal. That's point number one. Point number two, follow. Follow the risen one who invites us to be with him. Follow the risen one who invites us to be with him. When they got out on land, they saw a charcoal fire in place with fish laid on it and bread. Because that's what Jesus does. When he meets us where we are, he prepares exactly what we need These guys are freezing. They're exhausted. They're hungry. And so he's got a place for them to rest and to warm up. A place for them to get some food. He's got it already set up and going. Jesus providing for them. Man, are you wrestling and hurting? Are you struggling? Maybe this past year or two has just been beating you up. Maybe you know there's sin in your life that has to go. Know this man, Jesus loves you with all he's got. And you are not alone. He's got hope for you in the midst. Jesus here providing the, exactly what they needed physically, the fire and the fish and the bread. It says, Jesus said to them, bring some of the fish that you have just caught. Like, hey man, bring over a little bit of the what you just had, man, it's a, what a sweet privilege to be able to eat whatever you just caught. Bring it on in and let's set some of that up and we'll cook it as well. Bring it over. And as they look at each other, it says, so Simon Peter went aboard and hauled the net ashore. You just have to read between the lines a little bit on that. I think it's probably fair to say it went like this. Jesus is like, why don't you bring the fish over? And the disciples are like, that was a long hundred yards, man. We'll get it just a second. All right, we'll get it. And Peter's like, dude, I got energy. I'll go get it. He goes over and he grabs hundreds of pounds of fish. And he's like, hmm. And so you pull on one side. Then you grab the middle. Hmm. And then you grab the other side and pull it. Now you get back to the middle and the other side. And he's dragging it by himself. He's like so fired up. I'll get it onto the shore. It says, Simon, he ran over and he grabbed it and he pulled it onto the shore himself. And then it says it was full of large fish fish. 153 of them. Like some guy counted, right? At some point, somebody's like, dude, this is a lot of fish. And somebody else is like, that is a lot of fish. We should count them. I'm not counting them. Another guy's like, I'll count them. I got it. One, two, three. Can you imagine flopping fish everywhere? And you got to count to 153 with these things, right? giant fish. We're talking a couple pounds each. This is two, three, four hundred pounds of fish loaded up there as they're checking it out. And it says, and, all there were, and although there were so many, uh, the net was not torn. Uh, written like a real fisherman. And although there was 400 pounds of fish and fish flopping everywhere, it never should have worked. But the net was not Torn. Everybody just say miracle. Miracle. It's a miracle, man. Like that's a big deal miracle, although on a small scale. And all too often in our lives, that's exactly how Jesus reaches out to us. As he steps into our lives with miracles. Sometimes it's massive with healing or provision as a, or waking us up to who he is as Savior and Lord. Sometimes it's in the smaller things of life. As we just Get to notice that he's set up the circumstances perfectly or he's made it so that the net will hold when it shouldn't have held. Miracle of the authority of Jesus Christ in their presence and revealing who he is. Jesus said to them, come and have breakfast. Settle in, man. Let's have some breakfast together. Let's eat together. Jesus having a relationship with them as he says, come have relationship with me. Man, this is your God. He loves you with all he's got. And he meets you where you're at. And he's inviting you to come and have relationship with him. Privilege along the way. Jesus came and took the bread and gave it to them. And did so with the fish as well. He's taking a little bit of fish and a little bit of bread and he takes it to each one of them and he's like, here you go. He gives it to him. He says, love you. It's great to see you. Can you imagine them talking a little bit as they're like, how are you doing? Right? And he's like, next, love you. Here you go. Here's some for you. Just relax. I know you guys are wiped out. Love you. Man, it's great to have you just warm up around the fire as Jesus handed it around to the seven of them. And a uh, huge deal is Jesus gave them the bread and the, and the fish. And you know, they had to have throwbacks in their mind of the meals they've had with Jesus and the laughter. It says, this was now the third time that Jesus was revealed to the disciples after he was raised from the dead. This is the third time that he has been revealed as risen from the dead. Everybody say miracle. miracle. Dude, he is alive. Jesus Christ is risen. And as these guys are spending time with them, it is not going past. They are not missing it. My God, he has died and he has risen. He gives me hope. He is alive. There is hope in Jesus Christ and this miracle work that's going on. Jesus, man, he is the miracle worker. He is the living savior. He died for me. He died to cover my sin. And he is alive and he guarantees life eternal if we come to him. Man, may we come in whatever our heartache is and whatever it looks like for you. And it's time for us to come and follow him. Maybe you have never really given your life over to Christ. Maybe today's the day. Now's the time. Let's just throw this pick back up. If you were to ask Peter, so what did it look like? Where did you meet Christ? And you were just utterly convinced of who he was and ready to follow him. And this would have been his snapshot. And maybe you're in the room today and your snapshot's right here in this room. It's time. It's time to hand my struggle over to the Savior. It's time to hand my sin to the Savior. I'm in with Jesus Christ. And may we give it to him. What does it look like to be saved? How do I give my life to him? How do I come? Scripture's super clear. It tells us exactly how to come. First, we need to admit. we need to admit that our sin is a problem, that our selfishness is an issue, or we could say it this way. We need to admit that our nets are empty. We need to admit it. man, we're out fishing on a sea of selfishness, and our nets are empty. We've got nothing and we're in dire need. Lord Jesus, I admit I need you. Lord, please forgive me of my sin. I admit I'm wrong. My net is empty. And we need to believe. We need to believe that Jesus Christ is risen. He is alive. Do you believe that he is risen? He is alive. More than that, just believe that throwing the net just five feet over to the right, just five feet to the right, changes everything. You're like, well, this isn't that much different than how I've lived my life. I'm telling you, just five feet over to the right, and Jesus does an amazing miracle of provision. Don't miss it. Man, as we just shift over to saying, Lord, you're in charge. I believe you are risen. You're alive. And I'm casting my net five feet to the right. May you Get all the glory. And we need to admit our net's empty. We need to believe that he's risen enough to cast the net five feet over. And trust him. And last, we need to come to him. Come running like Peter ran. Come running with all we've got. There's the Lord. I'm in. Come running to his side to spend time with him. May we come and have a relationship with him. He said, come have breakfast with me to these guys as he sat down with them. Man, don't miss the privilege of sitting down with your Savior as you come to him. And maybe you have trusted Christ in the past in your life and it's just time to warm it up. Maybe this is actually a time for you to say, this is the first time and I'm in just hand ourselves to our god here today. So I'm just going to ask you to do a favor with me. Just go ahead and bow your heads and close your eyes. Just go ahead and bow your heads and close your eyes. Man, if you have trusted Christ as your savior, then just saying, "Lord, I refresh that moment I'm in." If you have trusted Christ, just saying, "I'm in, I'm with you, God." But I'm ready to follow. Now I'm just gonna ask that if you've trusted Christ that you would also do this. Just be praying in this room right now that if there's someone here who has not trusted that this would be their day, that here would be their time. Just be praying. Man, if you have not trusted Christ, if it's time to just say, I admit, Lord, my net's empty. I need you. I believe you are risen and I'm coming to you. I give you my life. Please forgive me. Man, if you're ready to be saved, if you long to give your life to him, will you just pray this prayer after me? Just right where you are. Just pray these words silently to your God in order to be saved today. You just say this, Lord Jesus. I admit, I admit my net's empty. I admit my sin is a problem. Please forgive me. Just saying this to the Lord if you long to be saved. And I believe that you are risen. I believe. Man, just right where you are, letting your God know I believe that you are risen, you're alive. and I'm ready to cast my net five feet to the right. I'm ready to do it a little different, Lord, all for you. I come, I'm coming to you. Lord, please accept me and forgive me. And just right where you are saying it to your God, I'm in, I come to you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Just keep your heads bowed and your eyes closed for a little bit longer here. And I just want to let you know, I would love to be able to pray for you. You know, we had a number who were saved that trusted Christ at the first service. And and if there's anybody here in this room where you've trusted Christ today, I would love to be able to pray for you right here and now. I would love to be able to lift you up. So if you could just let me know that you've leaned in, that you're like, that's it, I'm coming to Christ today. I'm giving my life to him. Just let me know. Just raise your hand and I'll pray for you. And just go ahead and raise your hand and I'd long to pray for you. Amen, I see that. Man, bro. Amen. Anybody that's longing to give their life to Christ today, I don't want you to miss this moment. Take this moment now where you're like, Lord, I'm giving myself to you. I'm in. And just let me know. Amen. I see that hand raised. Beautiful. And don't miss it. God is moving in this room right now. And if you're a trusting Christ today, just let me know. Raise your hand. I long to pray for you. Amen. I see that. Awesome. Amen. Amen. Got that and we have God moving anybody else I don't want to cut you short man I got that hand man please hear me Jesus is saying right now I've got you I love you and I'm here with you your God loves you with all he's got anybody else Man, see that? Man, if you're online, don't miss out on this moment. Take that time as well online. Just being able to click that button there and saying, I've raised my hand, I'm in. And you give it to your God with all you got. Let me just pray now for what God is doing in this room. Lord Jesus, we thank you. Lord God, we are humbled by you. We're in awe. Lord, that you give us the privilege of knowing you, that you come to us and you meet us right where we are. Lord, we thank you that you love, that you have provided, that you died on the cross, that you rose again, that we can have life eternal. I praise your name, Lord. And Lord, I pray for each of those who have come to you today, each of those who have raised their hand, may you get all the glory Lord, may you reveal yourself to them in a powerful way now. May you show them who you are. May you bring a peace and a calm. May you provide in just the miracle way they need. Lord, may this be a stunning week for them with you. Lord, may you do an amazing work starting today and may it last for all eternity. We thank you for the promise that when we come to you, we have life and life eternal. We love you, Lord, and we praise you. It is in the saving, healing, the one who died and has risen's name, Jesus Christ, I pray these things. And all of God's people said, amen, man, amen.